It is spoken in my village of an evil that lives in the mountains above. A castle older than any of us. Evil. An evil that appears as a man when it wants to hide its true nature. And that night he feeds on the blood of the innocent. I have lived in the shadow of that castle my whole life. I knew that the elders, they... They made bargains for the safety of our people. You were given to this man. It is not a man. And an animal. No, it is not some mindless animal either. Do not make that mistake. We call him Dracula. Hey everybody, welcome back to our final Sad Face Halloween episode. It's not like we'll never be doing horror again like you. <laughs> yeah, well we're doing Dog 2 soon, so we got Horrible coming uh, oh, up. Oh, 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 so you're judging oh. it before you've seen it? Whoa. I remember Dog 2, I remember the, the Tom Baker era, my brother Paul always watched them. So I, I remember watching that with him on Friday nights. That's the classic, you know, the classic era. Seventies Doctor Who was probably the real golden age of Doctor Who, certainly with the classic series. Uh, but we are we are here to talk about good filmmaking. Um, <laughs> well, we'll get to it. So we're here to talk. Um, and, you know, a director I really like. He's I won't say he's up and coming. He's been around for a bit, but he's a uh, good friends with uh, Guillermo del Toro. You can't, you know, that's always a nice backer. And his name is Andre Ovidal. I believe that's did how you pronounce it. Film, I think it was he did, 2010 called Troll Hunter, which is good. Yeah, he did Troll Hunter, which was quite popular. He also did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I rather really enjoyed. But he did an independent one um, called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, kind of a fun little, very simple film. Uh, very, uh, almost just cocky. It reminded me of Rope. Um, and meaning there's only like three players in the entire film. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, it's quite fun. Guys should check it out. But it's nice to see him taking the reins of a big blockbuster. Um, now, before we dive into it, we will get this out of the record. Now, this movie was a box office disaster. And critics and a lot of other people don't understand what went wrong. I personally think they should have waited for Halloween. I don't know it was, if it was because they released during Barbie Oppenheimer craze. I don't know because all signs were pointing to a nice little, you know, box office hit. Why was it pulled so early? Because of box office failure? If a movie does not make its movie money back or a handful of money back within two weeks, it's out in video. So this is already on Blu-ray, I believe, in the States. Video on demand over here. Um, you've got the same thing happened with The Exorcist, which we just talked about. You can get it on Video On Demand, um, which is the way it should be. If a movie, if they know a film is not striking while the iron's hot, pull it and get it released. Well, long gone are the days where we used to have to wait almost a year for something to be released on video after. I've, no, you're right. I think that's bittersweet. Yeah. Because I feel like for the film to come out so soon, it's not a good sign for the, for the film. And I don't want that. I rather I rather have to wait a year to get the film to own it, and I rather see the film do well. If that makes any sense, you know, no, it, it makes complete sense. 
Also, um, getting the film back in those days was an adventure. Well, first off, when you were a kid, over here anyway, the, the chances were that didn't let you in. I mean, all horror films were given an 18 certificate back then because of the overzealous BBFC and, you know, the video nasty sort of era and all that sort of thing. But, um, so, the, we, we, me and my mates um, weren't allowed in. The, the, the cinemas didn't let us in to see most horror films, despite our crappy fake IDs. So, we had to wait on, on video. So, it was like an adventure waiting on a film to see a film because, yeah, yeah it was a long wait. A long, t- yeah. torturous wait yeah. <laughs> for it to be released in video. Yeah, and sometimes I kind of miss that at the same time. It's kind of like I want my cake and eat it. Yes, yes. No, I'm the same. I'm the same. So, uh, but this is based on, this was 20, this is years, 21 years in the making. Some good directors were supposed to be on board. Viggo Mortensen and my boy Neil Marshall was, was supposed to direct. Then it got yanked. and So, you know, as studios do, they come and go and, Finally got finally got made, and obviously it's based on a subplot that's in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. It's based on the captain's log that is referenced in the book about what happened, uh, the journey between Bulgaria and England, Whitby. and and that was called the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yes, that's been a, it must be about fifteen years since I read the original novel by Stoker, but yes, it's it's definitely in the book. Although they, although they certainly elaborate on it here, there's a lot of stuff in here that isn't in the book because it's only like one chapter or something, you know. Well, that's funny you bring that up. the The filmmaker and the writer, what they did was they read the captain's log, and then they filled in the blanks. Yes, that's what they've done. It's their take um, on it. Exactly, and you know what? Kudos. You know, be I think it'd be a fun little tale. Um, it's kind of like watching Titanic. You know, it's not going to have a good outcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, exactly. And I, 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 you know, in many ways, later on, it becomes like the Titanic. Um, they decided to go with the Count Orlock look, uh, the 1922 Nosferatu, rather than you know more the traditional. They were going to do a werewolf, the wolf, whatever he becomes. Yes, um, Dracula can become it, a wolf and mist. I think, and one the, the, uh, besides. Some basic tweaking. This film is all practical with him, not necessarily the film itself, but with him. They have an actor called, um, and I'll give him a shout because I don't think he gets his due. Javier Baudet. He is a Baudet or something like that. He is an actor who's kind of like Doug Jones. Yes, Doug he's Jones is famous. Yeah, he's, he's a tall. It's, I mean, he's weird looking man. Not weird looking, but just the way he's built. Yeah. But he's known as he played the Slender Man, Alien Covenant, The Mummy, both it films, the Conjuring franchise, the Insidious franchise, Mama. He's worked is you know he's he's what he what God gave him is what, and he's made something and it's it's pretty cool and so I want to give him a shout out because he said the makeup on this thing was a bitch and he said the wings especially because those wings they put on and were just uh, were uh, limited them mm-hmm. a bit and uh, so I just want to give that shout out through the practical makeup effects. Which is nice to see. It's basically with him. It's practical makeup, but enhanced with CGI at times. The only enhancement they would do is CGI, and they only did it once or twice when he was flying. The eyes as well, I think, maybe. Nope. Right. I looked it all up. All CGI. The problem is, I think people see films and they think CGI now. Mm-hmm. And it's sad when filmmakers have to promote, no, this is not CGI. Like we talked talk about The Exorcist. This is not CGI, people. Why are you guys saying this is CGI? We worked our asses off on this. So disrespectful to the makeup guys. I mean, I miss my makeup guys. 
And so that's why I wanted to give that a shout out. Let Go for play. Now, now this is mixed. You're right with CGI, with the scenery and all, um, and especially they do mat mat work a lot in this one, which is beautiful. And I miss my old mat, my old, my old mat for the old, you know, Bulgarian town uh, or the English town, wherever they wherever they end up landing or taking off from. Uh, so we got. Corey Hawkins, which is nice to see. A different casting who plays Clemens. You got Anna, Iris Lash. Um, her name is Ashling Francesio, something like that. She is Irish Italian, as you can tell from the name. Yeah. I'm very pleased that Liam Cunningham gets a big, bigger part. He's usually more the uh, background character or a cameo role. He plays Captain Elliot. Now, Liam Cunningham's been around for a long time, but I'll always know him as the lovable pain in the ass and dog soldiers. Yes, but he was also in um, an episode of Doctor Who in 2012 where um, he went up against the Ice Warriors of Mars. I'm not making that up. Yep, go ahead. Move on. <laughs> just thought I'd get that in. I just, let's just end this. Goodbye, everyone, from Halloween, <laughs> Halloween month. Fucking hell. We got, uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I got to like him. He's a character actor, supporting actor. Um, David Mashmachian. He's in the Glorious Bastards, isn't he? Yeah, he's in quite a few films. Um, he plays Volchek. Yes. And then we mentioned, obviously, Dracula. Then we got, you know, other actors. You know, uh, Again, I like uh, I like films that are claustrophobic and a limited cast. And this is what this film does. Just back to Liam Cunningham. He steals the show here for me, but yes. Yeah, Liam Cunningham is the most noble character, I think. Well, no, they're all pretty good. You know what? Let's piggyback on that. Here's what it gets right. You have some animosity here and there, but there's no ugliness between each other. Um, They try to... The shoot of being For drama's sake? I don't think you needed it. Because the whole point is each day someone's being taken out or each, every couple of days. And that tension is already there. We don't need the tension on the boat. I get what you're saying to build more characters and the more, uh, tension? more tension. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't think you needed it. I really don't. I like the fact it's a change of pace where they're all just trying to solve the problem. And the only arguments they have is what this thing is. I'll tell you what, what one character that I did hit in it, the son. Oh, Toby? Yeah, he looked like he had time-traveled from the 21st century. He's got the floppy hair and stuff. He was just out of place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see him bumped off. I do like the fact that Kill the fucking kid. They are. Well, not in reality, obviously. You know? Yeah, that's, that's not what happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the opening, obviously, the opening is the, of the wreckage of the Demeter. Yes. And it's gorgeous match shot. I just love my match. With Big Bay. And it is, they're investigating, and all they find is the captain's log, and then you start reading the captain's log, and now we go back mm-hmm. to the launching of the ship in Bulgaria, I believe. Yes. And this instance, it's Bulgaria. Yeah. So they try to play on the race card a bit, a little bit, between Volchek and and Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, sorry Clemens, Clemens yes. and it doesn't really play off that for me. I think they just did it because they had to. Yep, um, studio even Cle- Clemens. Well, well, the studio was not wrong because they, they 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 put it in there because Clemens gives a speech in the film with 
to, I believe, Volt Check, where he tells him, let's get something straight, asshole. I know why you don't like me. He doesn't say it that way, but he tells him about how I work my ass off, I think he said Oxford, to get my medical degree. Yes. No one hired me because I'm black. And then I come to Bulgaria who wants to hire me unseen. And then when they see I'm black, I got to come back now. I think so. Obviously, it, it, racism is a very serious issue. I just think it was uh, a bit too. They could have explored it more if they wanted to go down that route. And it was just a bit throwaway. And a, a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it, I'll give you that. It was thrown away. Uh, a throwaway. But at the same time, I don't need PC. I don't need morals and I don't need I just want to see people get fucking eaten you want to be entertained just yeah yeah it's um, a horror film yeah but every single film now um, has to have certain sort of quotas and stuff or else they're not even considered for Oscars it's, it's actually literally rules now you know obviously, so obviously only you know only actual racists would have a problem with like a black lead or, or whatever you know what I mean but um, at the same time sometimes you know things like these issues are better explored in different types of films. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, yeah. And the problem is, sometimes it's, it's not necessary. It's, 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 the studios are becoming, or, or even the fucking awards, uh, like whether it's the, uh, what do you call them? The Golden Globes or the Oscars. It's like, it's like telling people, and going to creative writing course and going, okay, welcome to creative writing. Uh, here's what I want you to write. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, what? You, there are certain things that writers must. I mean, it's even here in Northern Ireland, there are certain you know things, and that sort of you know certainly goes against creative sort of freedom, you know that sort of thing. Where it's it's basically all, all these films now are basically all studio notes, so they are you have to have such and such, you have to do such and such, you know what I mean? Or else, quite frankly, th- their work will not be made, and that's just the way entertainment is today. Um, certainly in the mainstream where certain quotas have to be filled that's just it's literally laws that they brought in you know within their industries yeah it's, it's like I said I grew up in a different time yeah. and I'm glad I grew up in a different time same here yeah so yeah um, yeah so but unfortunately we do get little hidden films that that deserve, that deserve an audience that, t- that take a bullet whether it's their competition they're against or what not of all the things we just talked about I don't think that really affects Excuse me. Affects this film, I think it just lost his audience for some reason. Yeah. But it will find it. It will find its footing. Not that I'm still giving it a pass, believe it or not. Yeah. I just don't same. like movies that don't. Just that I don't like movies that don't do well for no reason. Just give me a reason here, because this isn't a piece of shit. It's obviously got competency completely across the board. Uh, it's a little hollow, and we'll start off with Anna. Now, that's played um, by Aisling, who's known over here from the TV show The Fall. Um, she, uh, she she makes a comment. She's pretty much the last known survivor in her town. Yes. Transylvania, I guess we'll say. She's a, basically um, a, a Romanian gypsy girl. Yeah, she's just there for him to feed until he gets to England. I think they dropped the ball with her. Um, the reason I, I was confused about her. Yeah, I think the drop the um, basically what they should have done. I at first, whenever she appeared, I thought, um, yes, she's going to be some sort of badass, um, sort of nasty piece of work, bride of Dracula. But instead, the like made her like um, a twenty first century woman who turns into Rambo at the end. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of piggybacks a bit what I was saying. There's not much tension between the crew. 
what they could have really had here is more tension, maybe building, have the team be all, you know, we're all a team here, we're all good. But as tensions mount, they start panicking. Uh, especially the Volchek character could have really betrayed somebody or, or, or like that. It seems like everyone here is a hero. Yeah. But- and you needed that. You needed... You kind of needed that coward. We, you kind of do with Joseph the cook. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. But you know what I mean? No, no, no. It, there, there needed to be more conflict between the characters. Um, and also the characters are quite two-dimensional. They're, they don't really have any real arcs. And there's there's no one really jumps out at you. Apart from the captain, who um, is the best thing about it. You know, the Liam Cunningham character. And um, the rest of them are, are all very two-dimensional and there's no proper conflict between them. I would say as well, the characters are incredibly stupid, you know? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I could have had this fucking... I mean, any normal person would have had this um, solved in like about five minutes, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. uh, but it takes them the entire movie and they still get it wrong, you know? Yeah, let's, we'll talk about that in a second. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Before we dive more into the characters, um, I want to talk about the set. Um, I like the set. And I like when they do the introduction when the uh, Toby has to give uh, uh, Clemens... Was it, Klaus, was it Clemens? Clemens uh, a tour of the ship. Yes. And I like how it's close quarters and you kind of feel, you know, uh, you understand how entrapped they would feel and claustrophobic they would feel about tight spaces... Uh, through all the you know, sleeping quarters, the kitchen to the you know to the animals and stuff like that. Apparently, the director of it um, said that this is inspired by Alien, the original Ridley Scott. I mean, it's no Alien, but um, apparently, it's inspired. I can by see it. that. I can see that. Um, it's a lot like Alien because the characters, like we mentioned, don't have much to hate on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, they end up turning on each other. Alien does. Uh, some of them do. There's some hostility there, and that piggybacks what you're saying. There's, I like the fact there's no hostility when they first join, but as the film progresses and they're starting to be fucking eaten, you figure there'd be some tensions here. Yeah, I would have liked a nice character as well if they were going to go down the alien route, you know, somebody who actually knew all about what the cargo was, you know. Well, I think I think you do with Anna, so she should have been more of the Ash. Or even Joseph the cook, who kind of knew evil. Evil. He was the the Dr. Loomis of the group. But what a waste of a character. Here's this guy who's preaching to them and blah, blah, blah. And you figured he'd be like the guy, he knows what's going on. But he just, he fucking chucks off. And obviously he gets his comeuppance on the boat. But on the... uh, Unless you'd have been a villain, a bride of Dracula. Yeah, she could have been a red herring or a misdirect of some sort to where she was, I mean, there she is, obviously her coffin or whatever opened and there was the dirt Mm -hmm. and he gives her a transfusion or whatever to help her. I do think there's some inconsistency there because when Toby gets bitten, once he turns and dies, well, he doesn't die, he just gets burned alive, whatever. But he turns. Well, he doesn't she's get got a fucking. But they should have given him one. <laughs> yeah, but she's got bites all over her fucking body. 
it figured she would be the one who not to turn. Well, it's 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 it's, um, it's basically stated later on that the reason sure. she didn't turn is because of the blood transfusion. The blood transfusion basically um, cleansed her her blood. Then why didn't Toby get it? Exactly, because, well, maybe they, um, like ourselves, found him an annoying little brat and decided, yeah, let's just let him burn. <laughs> okay. They first think it's rabies. Yes. Which I kind of liked. I thought I'll go with it. But then Clement's like, this can't be rabies. Bite Those marks. are fucking bite marks. But they thought another animal bit one and, and so forth and so forth is what happened. That's what they think happened. Yeah, they, they thought the dog um, had went crazy. Yeah, so they thought it snowballed, um, but, and that's kind of, and I'll give, that that gets a pass. What I don't get is when things start going really awry, um, there's a shot where, oh, I got all these characters' names, Olgren, uh, he is going through the spyglass. Yes. And he sees the face mm-hmm. of the Dracula. In the spyglass. I quite like Tommy. Yeah, it's good. He's more of the Redfield, I guess you can say, of the ship. And he gets, he, that's where he kind of turns. He doesn't turn because he got bit. He turns where there's something on. He, his paranoia kicks in. Yes. And he tries to tell everybody there's something else on the ship. And, and rightfully so, and everyone else is going to be like, oh, fuck off, you idiot. <laughs> um, and they would be. I mean, there's nobody else on the ship. It's impossible. But. When things start going really, really awry, um, Joseph is the first one to catch it, where he says, do you hear that? The animal, uh, yeah, there's no there's no sound. There's no rats on a ship. And he goes, if there's no rats on a ship, something's wrong. No ship without a rat is not a ship or something like that. Yeah, yeah, there's always, yeah, there's always rats on a ship, basically. Yeah. But now the rats have done a runner, basically. So he knows something, you know, wicked this way comes. Something evil is on board. Um, so, there's, I never understood. So, when they have to burn, when Olgron gets it, when he burns. Yes. And so Anna... And Clemens go, they wait out, look for the coffin. Mm-hmm. Who's doing this? And I love how they go through all these old, worn out coffins. And then there's this beautiful, beautiful encased coffin with the seal, with a dragon on it. And they're like, oh, maybe that's the one. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, again, it goes back to the characters behaving stupidly. Also, why didn't they, like, um, basically search the ship? There's not a scene, apart from this, where they sort of check things out. Why didn't they basically the cap, the first thing the captain would say right somebody might be on board right search every single nook and cranny on this ship from top to bottom they don't do that um, well they kind of do they kind of do and well I think Clemens and Anna kind of take it in themselves to do it yeah but, but here's the problem <laughs> here's the problem once you figure it out sunlight is bad for these fuckers yeah. Wouldn't you just open the coffin and drag him out? 100%. What was the point of finding the coffin? Why didn't they? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Why did, if you're, why if you're, if you're not going to do anything about that he's in a coffin sleeping or whatever, why are you not doing anything about it? What was the point of the search then? Why, why wait till night? Exactly. Um, do the search during the day and then drag Dracula's sorry ass up on board um, to the deck of the ship and let him burn. 
but then the rest of the film wouldn't have happened, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, that's another thing. I also think this film's too long. It should have only been about an hour and a half. It's two hours or so. Yeah, it's two hours long. It it does drag a bit, and I can appreciate they didn't want to cut it. They they like some of the dialogue, and I applaud a studio for having faith in its in its you know in its edits. Mm-hmm. So it's not doesn't kill the film. I'm still enjoying it. Um, but yeah, there's some. I felt like it was a lot of copying, pasting in each scene. Yeah, I felt like let's search it again. What didn't we just do this? Yeah, uh, yeah, um, exactly. It, it, a bit of padding, as it's basically known, you know. And yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a nice shot where Prajowski surveying the ship, mm-hmm. and he sees the, the, the gated floor um, has been broken into. Yes, but he notices the wood is on top. Mm-hmm. So he knows someone didn't fall into it. He knows someone flew out. Yes. Came out of it, which I thought was a nice little shot mm-hmm. um, and clever. That the, the show that these men, like Petrovsky, aren't just, you know, they're not dumb ship hands. Yeah. Even though they, they are. Kinda, <laughs> well, so, well, no offense, the stupidest people should have been the smartest, which is the Dr. Clemens and yeah. fucking Anna, mm-hmm. which would have been nice. If she was the bad, if she was a, a red herring, because then it would have made more sense with Clemens is listening to her and she's just giving him bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she could have been the loose cannon causing all this chaos. She, she was too or squeaky it, clean. She was too good. She was, and that just made the character bland. And also, um, and, and this is the thing that bugs me with all modern films, is whenever they have a film set in a historical sort of backdrop, this is 1897, um, they have characters talk and act as if they're from the 21st century, modern day, like they're TikTokers, and it's like, she's a fucking Romanian gypsy girl from a small village in Romania, what, what's, what's happening here, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, oh, you know, you know, but there is, I liked a, a lot of the death scenes, although I think they could have, um, pushed them further, the gore, while it is, it's possible, um, I think they could have went even further with them, yeah, well, that's because you're a sick fuck. Yes, well, it's a fucking horror film. I'm a um, like, uh, I want to see horror. I thought, well, I think that's unfair. You do. You see everyone get it. Like uh, Petrovsky's death. Yes, no, no. The, the, out, they're quite well he gets his, He gets his throat cut, and he's holding on to his throat as best he can, and he's just crawling up to him, and he's trying to defend yeah. himself. It's sad because he's a good character. I kind of liked him. Yes. He was a smart one, and uh, obviously he gets his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice scene when Volchek gets it when they're doing it once again another search yes um, Voltrek is, is is trapped no he, he actually gets trapped because he falls uh-huh. from yeah, the top he gets dropped down the, yeah from the sail yes he drops down and he's got a compound fracture and here comes Dracul yep um, and he gets it's kind of it's bloodless, but it's quite disturbing. Well, you see where he breaks his leg and stuff? Well, yeah, no, I don't care about that. But I talk about where he's trying to get away, and here, here he comes up behind him. And he, he, he puts his hand up over his head, and he pulls his head back, and you just see his neck mm-hmm. being obviously exposed. And then he covers him with his wing. Yeah. And he said, you don't see anything. Yeah. But there's something just... Just there's something about maybe it's the he's being embedded he's being smothered type engulfed thing. smothered it's just I think it's a lot more effective than just seeing a man get bitten 
No, no, I know that. But what I'm um, saying is, while they're certainly possible that the death scenes, um, I would have liked something a bit more original or unique, you know, and memorable, you know, um, you know, like you know, we'll be talking about for long after, you know. Well, you got the one part. Well, what, what, what more are you gonna do though with a vampire film? You know, Something. you're gonna get the you're gonna get the cliches. You do got that poor bastard. Um, well, you got Larson who gets his head just smashed to the ground, kind of well, boring. Well, I mean, w- w- and then you've got what's his name? Um, is it Adams? I can't remember which one it was, but he gets pretty much ripped in half. Yeah. by the sale. Yes. Uh huh. You know. So you do have the. I mean, they try their best to work with what they got and with about keeping in the vein of what what would happen if Dracula was, you know, attacking. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. I think maybe I'm just. I mean, something like I mean, we've just recently reviewed it, Waxwork, where like someone's, um, you know, gets a crucifix put to their head and it literally explodes. Um, you know, so something like that, just some sort of um, really gory and memorable. Well, they play with the crucifix thing. It doesn't work. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, in this, and it's been used a couple times, and it doesn't affect him. The best scene in the film is when Toby gets it. Yeah. And it's it's tension filled because you got Algaron who's turned. He's going after Toby while they're all on top doing whatever, and he locked Toby locks himself into the captain's quarters, and then you have. Um, you, it's all quiet, but all you can hear is Olgren breathing heavily. Yes, it's very creepy. And also, the, and I felt you the don't. Blues. Sorry, go ahead. You don't realize there's more to this scene than meets the eye. You're so distracted with what's in the door, you don't realize what's in the room. It's very well shot. I wanted more of this I scene. I also felt that whenever he uh, bursts through the door, was a uh, reference to the shining. Yeah, you can. I mean, how many people burst through doors in films? Yeah, but I know, but it's just the, the I mean, way it was done. You can, but yeah, he's using his head. Mm-hmm. But then he just stops, mm-hmm. and he puts his. He, he was going to unlock the door, but he. And you're like, what the fuck? Why is he being, uh, you know, a zombie all of a sudden? He was about to go kill the kid. Yeah. And then obviously they go down to save the kid and capture uh, Algron. But what the the reason he stopped was because Dracul was in the room with the kid, mm-hmm. and he didn't know that. I like the that. Boss mom? That was. The boss man was there, and then again he does what we just talked about: wrap around, and he he pretty much chomps on the kid. Mm-hmm. And I like that, and I like the fact they kill the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't try to save his life, and he'll be the one to tell the tale and all this fucking shit. Yeah. Now they and even gets it worse when the father, the captain, tries to wait. I saw saw the bag move as they're going to give him a burial at sea, <laughs> and. He ends up setting the kid on fire, setting himself on fire, and then the kid drowns at the same time. It was a nice death. Well, Liam Cunningham um, certainly sails the sort of grieving father. Yeah, he loses it at this point. Yes. He's pretty much suicidal now. Yeah. He does, he's, he's lost everything. He, but, but he's right. We need to crash the ship. Um, we, we can't let this thing survive. We'll try to... I'll crash the ship. You guys... Get the hell out of here. That's pretty much what they're going to do. Yeah. Get the like, jump uh, on the lifeboats. And then the film becomes Titanic. <laughs> well, not really. You don't really see it sink. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, I'm sort of being sarcastic here. But yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, my heart will go on. We'll start singing. Well, you even have the Jack and Rose scene at the end. <laughs> you know? 
Oh, that's right. Put on the fucking piece of raft. Yeah. Well, gee, he could get on the fucking piece of wood. Why couldn't fucking Jack get on yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> wow, Rose killed Jack. <laughs> the murderous bitch. Yeah. I knew that was kind. Um, yeah, so when they do, I do like how they embed, he gets embedded. It's by accident. Mm-hmm. He uh, Dracula gets embedded. Yeah, but, uh, by the by the sails. Yes, yes. So technically, like he, goes down, yeah. he goes down with the ship with the captain, and you got these two alive. And obviously, she's got to distance himself from uh, Clemens because she's going to turn. Well, she's turning, but the sun's coming up, and she's going to yeah, go she's going to burst into flames. Yeah. I thought that would have been a better part if it was done by even like Toby the kid, and you don't realize that he's been bitten. And at the end, he's got to go, listen, I got... Or even let Clemens go, I have to go, why? I've been bitten. Yeah. And he parts him, parts away from Anna or something. something there was like, a lack of an emotional punch there. Do you remember um, Midnight Mass, the miniseries on Netflix? Oh, there is a similar scene ending. there. And also um, in Whitechapel That's... as well, at the end of Whitechapel, which are done much more effectively and emotionally. Um, yeah, they're far superior. But you got to realize those are eight episodes programs yes you've got to know the characters for a longer time yeah exactly um and and you just mentioned this is two hours long it's kind of wearing out it's welcome at this point she's also not a very good character or memorable or likable character you know she's just yeah yeah Yeah, i i would have liked to seen kind of like even a simple film like dog soldiers jesus everyone who got it you felt sorry for him he was like oh man not him i liked him yeah this one you just you just want to see how they're going to get it Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the movie's kind of downfall a bit. Yeah, you didn't care. The, the characters Just, is, are, are the downfall, I think. Ultimately, um, I, I can get away with like you know some bits of stupid decisions by characters, you know, like not searching the boat during the during the day. But ultimately, the the characters fall flat. Apart from the Liam Cunningham captain. Uh, they all fall a bit flat, and they're a bit mad. I just didn't care about them, any of them. You know. Yeah, and then they leave it open for a sequel because he survives yeah. Clemson. Yeah, um, he's gonna go after Dracul. I wanted to see and Dracula be fully restored in this because I knew this end. This end scene was obviously going to happen in London, but I wanted to have like Dracula fully restored and be you know charming, suave, charismatic, you know, good looking, you know, Dracula that we know from the book and a lot of the films. You know, Christopher Lee basically. You know, what they should have done is. Take a half... If they want this movie to be two hours, fine. Cut the half off the ship. What they should have done was quickly get the ship thing going. You could tell that easily in an hour and a half. Yeah. Then the last half hour, let Clemson go after Dracula. Give us an ending. Yeah. Don't be cocky like you're going to get a sequel out of this because we're not, unfortunately, probably not now. Highly doubtful. Um, yeah, so give us an ending. That would have been fun. And have him not make it. Let him say sacrifices and because we know Dracula's probably going to win because it's a prequel. Yeah. So let him win. and Or kill Clemson, period. Because nobody's surviving this. That's the hero. There's no hero in this. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to... They all have to die for this movie to move on. Well, for Dracula to move on to his or to his, his actual story. Yes. So show us show us the battle. Let these guys fight it out a bit. Let, let them die an, an honorable death fighting Dracula. Yeah. Also, um, again, it goes back to some of the stupid things. Also, I know it was a, um, a pub in Victorian times in London, but would nobody notice a fucking giant monster with a fucking top hat sitting having a pint? <laughs> you know? Um, 
Here's what I think. I think nobody saw him, but he allowed Clemson to see him. Mm, yeah, well, Dracula can't hypnotize people, so I don't know. Maybe he hypnotized because he was—he almost looked Brad he, Pitt. He almost looked like a ghost, like a dreamlike yeah. figure. Mm-hmm. And he was taunting him when he was playing with the cane. Yes, you know, knocking on the cane, like like you do on the boat. Um, which I thought was nice. I was like, okay, we're gonna get somewhere. And then movie ends yeah. like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's too bad we won't get an ending. Uh, you know, is what it is. Yeah, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, you know, I love the effects. I love the cr- practical creature effects. I love the gore. I like some of the characters. Um, but again, it all boiled down to I just want to see more of Dracula, which is disappointing because you wanted more of the quirky Redfield kind of character, which they tried to do with Olgaron, but it didn't really work. You had the femme fatale, which didn't use her right. Yes. She, she, she should have been a red herring. Um, you you kind of got cocky. When you give us two hours, you're not going to give us a real ending. I mean, come on. You should have, there should have been some editing there going on there and just give us an ending. Um, cause we know the outcome is going to be no one surviving cause we know about the book. Uh, so I don't know why they didn't go that attraction. I thought the, uh, the score is pretty solid, uh, but I love the beautiful matte paintings of old school London, uh, Bulgaria, and um, they mixed it well. With the, with the, there's a great scene when they finally are kind of, kind of understanding that the final battle is about to come. They're going to trick Dracula, which I still don't get. They don't do it during the... Well, either way. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't why they just don't open the coffin and stab him. But either way, they, um, they're going to... He's going to come out at night, and they're going to you know, wound him, and then they're going to leave the ship, yeah. and he'll sink with the ship. There's a best shot of the film, and it reminded me of the movie The Fog. Yes. When Elizabeth Dane, the ship was coming in, and what, what happens is, as they're waiting for Dracula, the bow fills up with this fog coming up in front of it. Yeah. It's so thick. It's gorgeous shot. And then the whole uh, boat gets pretty much engulfed in this fog. And it just remembered me of the first shot of Elizabeth Dade from the fog coming in, um, going after the fisherman's ship. It was just a beautiful shot. Very homage to that. I guarantee you the fog came into their minds when they did that. Um, some beautiful shots here. But at the end, I just think the characters are kind of... Uh. They needed Peter Cushing. Um, he wouldn't have made those schoolboy errors. Not a chance of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. You needed, uh, you needed a character who popped. Yes, exactly. You needed uh, just apart someone from the captain, who, they're all a bit generic and bland. Yeah, something something went wrong there in the casting and in some the writing. Of the writing. Yeah. But guys, I, I check it out if you like horror, and you like Dracula and stuff. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. No, I, I feel it was um, while there is some decent stuff on it. Uh, it was a, overall a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I still think it deserved his money back. I know it's weird. Sounds like I'm ripping on the film. I'm not. Um, I just it deserved a, it deserved more of an audience than it got. I I know, but to me, a good horror film should have rewatchability. Yeah, this, this, I don't think I can sit through this again. No, see him. So maybe that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost like we wanted to like it, but um, we have to be honest as well. Well, watch it at home. It's not. You'll go. Well, that was all right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you spent thirty quid, you go see this in the theater and a dinner and a night out. I'd be a little. It'd be shortchanged. I'd be like, ah, eh, fuck. 
Yeah. I, so, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, there's some okay stuff, but overall it's just a bit sort of generic. Um, so there you go. Last boys of the Demeter. Um, yeah, we'll see what the director does next. I think he's doing scary stories to tell in the dark too. Right. First one, the first one was good, so I hope he, him and, uh, and, uh, Guillermo do another, a nice job with the sequel. I like the, um, Troll Hunter. It's a good fun monster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's talented, so. And it's, like, again, there's no incompetency behind the lens here. This is very well, uh, directed, beautifully shot. Just the writing let it down. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Horror Month's over, but we'll be back with another horror film probably actually a couple weeks, actually, for Christmas. <laughs> so, we got one more we're going to pepper in. Don't know what that film is yet because we got to make room for fucking Doctor Who. Like, yes. How much do we do? That's a piece of shit. Yes. Then we got oh, Christmas month, our most popular. We got some good ones, including a Hallmark Christmas movie. No, the horror. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing Hallmark Christmas. And then we got Violent Night coming. That should be fun. Then we got Silent Night coming. That should be fun. And then I can't remember the other ones we picked. Uh, But we'll, we'll announce that list shortly. Guys, take care of yourselves. And we'll chat soon. Oh, wait a minute. I always forget this. You guys can contact us. <laughs> Nobody listens yep. to us anyway. Who gives a fuck? You can always reach out to us at Citizen Frame underscore podcast. And of course on Facebook. Um, not that you ever do. <laughs> you jerks. But as long as you listen, that's the main thing. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Still hurts. Still hurts. Look here. Yeah. See, it was better acting than the, what we had in the uh, Demeter. <laughs> oh, I'm not just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was, I want to like it. Um, all right. Have a good one.